You're listening to the Discovery COVID-19 podcast. Our expert guests help you to understand coronavirus disease 2019 and how you can manage your health, well-being and financial security during this time. In the coming weeks and months, even more businesses will resume operations and employees will return to their places of work. What should employers and their staff understand about COVID-19 to stay healthy and to prevent discrimination in the workplace against individuals affected by COVID-19? Dr. Ahmed Hairi Mazindarani is a clinical virologist in the Center for HIV and STIs at the National Institute for Communicable Diseases in Johannesburg. He explains what we need to know about managing our response to COVID-19 at work and supporting those who return to work once they have recovered from COVID-19. It's imperative that we responsibly restore the economy while working to flatten the coronavirus disease 2019 curve. With the proper precautions in place, the deployment of hygiene-enforcing tools and physical distancing measures, much of the working-age population can return to work. This includes people who have recovered from laboratory-confirmed cases of COVID-19. How should their return to work be managed? As the epidemic ramps up, we can expect to have increasing number of cases of our population who are infected with COVID-19. We do know that and expect that the majority of people infected will make a complete recovery, will not be infectious and can return back to the workplace safely and should be welcomed. The period of uh, isolation for patients is dependent on their clinical course of disease. We can expect the majority of patients to have a mild course of disease and should be managed at home. We expect four out of five people infected with COVID-19 to have a mild disease. With cases who have a mild course of disease, they should be isolated for a period of 14 days from date of onset of symptoms. That means from the day that they started to get sick, they should stay at home or in a healthcare facility and should only leave and de-isolate 14 days from the beginning of their symptoms. For those cases which have severe disease and require hospitalization, there could be a period of extended uh, shedding of the virus. And so we recommend that people who after their date of symptom recovery, as in after the date from which they no longer require oxygen, they can then de-isolate 14 days from that date. For those people who are completely asymptomatic and test positive for COVID-19, they can safely de-isolate 14 days from the day that they were tested. It's important to uh, consider the uh, criteria for testing, which is being updated constantly. Currently, we require all persons who have symptoms in keeping with COVID-19, whether that be a fever, a cough, a sore throat or shortness of breath to be tested. Um, I think it's important to keep within the current guidelines and criteria for testing. So you've got three different clinical scenarios of patients with COVID-19. You've got people who have had a mild course of illness, who we expect the majority uh, of people to have mild disease, and they can return to work 14 days after the onset of their date of symptoms. Those people who have had severe disease 
or moderate disease but required admission to hospital, they can return 14 days after symptom resolution or where they no longer required oxygen therapy. For those persons who got tested but were asymptomatic, they can return to work 14 days after being tested. Asymptomatic individuals who have tested positive for COVID-19, they can safely return to work 14 days from the date that the sample was taken for which they tested positive. We are currently not recommending individuals get a second test if they have already tested positive. The reason being the test is a PCR test and does not indicate live viable virus. It indicates a detection of the viral nucleic acid. We know that individuals can test positive for weeks after a symptom resolution but are not necessarily infectious. So our current recommendations are for persons who have tested positive, do not get a repeat test, rather follow the guidelines for de-isolation according to whether you had mild, asymptomatic or moderate to severe disease. I think we can uh, expect that employees who have tested positive to be uh, issued with a letter from an appropriate healthcare facility to uh, confirm that they can safely go back to work. It would be inappropriate for employers to demand repeat testing within the context of our current uh, guidelines. Ideally, we, we obviously need our healthcare working staff to be present, but at the same point in time, uh, healthcare workers themselves are at risk of being infected as well as infecting other members of the, the healthcare facility and their patients. It's imperative that all individuals who have signs or symptoms in keeping with COVID access a test and await for the result before reporting for duty. They should essentially isolate themselves until they receive their result and act according to whether that result is positive or negative. It's also important to consider that people who are infected can get false negative results and should symptoms go on and develop uh, further or not resolve, then repeat testing while the individual remains isolated is important. Persons who have tested positive to get to work, uh, they will be issued with a letter from their healthcare provider stating the date within which they uh, can safely de-isolate and return to the workplace. I don't think employers should be insisting on repeat testing or negative results, a letter from an appropriate healthcare provider should suffice. A person who has tested positive for COVID-19 can potentially be infectious uh, from a few days before their symptom onset up until two weeks after symptom onset. So if a colleague has subsequently been found to be positive, then essentially all of those close contacts in the workplace and in other situations such as the household do need to be notified and essentially they should be asked to quarantine for a period of 14 days because that is the upper limit of the incubation period. In terms of cleaning down surfaces, the virus can remain viable for variable periods of time on different types of surfaces. It's really important to clean surfaces with an appropriate detergent or 
or alcohol-based cleaning material. And uh, essentially, within the workplace, physical distancing and good hand hygiene should be prioritized at all times, with the advice that is currently being provided to the population to wear a material mask. That will also be a, a mitigating the factor in preventing the spread in the workplace, especially for people who are coughing so that they do not cough into the environment and allow infectious material to basically be on various surfaces. So at the moment, we are not clear whether there is the potential for reinfection and whether having been infected will necessarily confer immunity. I think it is likely that being naturally infected with COVID-19 would confer a degree of immunity. But it's important for those who have been infected to continue with the same advice for the population at large in terms of preventing their own acquisition of this virus again. It's really important uh, that uh, people realize that you cannot clinically or symptomatically distinguish COVID-19 from a common cold or, or influenza. And that's why currently uh, we are recommending all individuals who have any cough, no matter how severe it is, or any fever, or any shortness of breath or a sore throat, they should be tested. They currently meet the criteria for testing and should be encouraged to access testing services and to isolate themselves until they receive the result. If you have any symptoms in keeping with acute respiratory infection, you should be tested and act as if you are potentially infectious. According to the best data that we have, that individuals who have recovered from COVID-19 will not be infectious in the workplace. We are providing guidance that for cases with mild disease that they can safely de-isolate uh, two weeks after symptom onset because as far as we know, there has been no cases of infectious virus shed from an individual for more than that period of time. The individuals who have had close contact with a COVID-19 case will be notified and will be required to follow the uh, guidelines, whether that is quarantine and or testing based on their symptoms. Similarly, employers will be notified of when individuals can safely return back to work. It's important for all people to realize who are COVID-19 positive or who have tested COVID-19 positive that they could potentially have spread the virus uh, that causes COVID-19 to their close contacts. And uh, essentially, individuals with COVID-19 are potentially infectious two to three days before the onset of symptoms up until 14 days after the onset of symptoms. I think there's a responsibility of all persons who have tested positive to notify their close contacts with regards to the fact that they have had a potential exposure. If those close contacts are symptomatic, it's imperative that they access testing and isolate waiting for that result. And if those close contacts are asymptomatic, then it's important for them to quarantine for a period of 14 days. It's clear that this is spread mostly through droplets. I believe that hand hygiene is uh, an essential component of providing a safe working environment. We should also ensure that um, individuals who are symptomatic do not come to work and uh, daily symptom monitoring and informing the workforce that individuals who have a fever, a cough, a sore throat or shortness of breath should ideally not come to work. They should access testing facilities and isolate themselves awaiting for that result. In terms of the physical distancing of the workplace, I think that that is something that all uh, uh, workplaces should consider to ensure that people are not overcrowded in rooms. And I think that this is the new normal that we all have to entertain.
if it's not necessary for people to be in crowded offices, if work can be performed effectively, uh, it can certainly be uh, something that should be considered. The fact that we are going to be experiencing an upsurge in uh, COVID-19 cases will highlight the need to urgently reconsider how we work and we will uh, need to uh, ensure that we mitigate risk in the workplace as best we can without overly compromising uh, the work that is done. So if work can be done effectively remotely, then that should be prioritised. Employers can communicate the information that individuals who have had COVID-19 are not going to be infectious after, for the majority of people, two weeks from symptom onset and that uh, requiring or demanding individuals to test negative is not uh, appropriate and not informative. And I think if the public at large could understand and appreciate that persons who have had COVID-19, if they have recovered, will not necessarily be of any greater risk than anyone else in, in the workplace. We are all at risk and essentially having been infected needs uh, not to be stigmatized uh, and persons who have been infected should not be treated differently once they are no longer potentially infectious. They can return to work safely. I also think that there will be potential concern for patients who uh, have uh, been safely de-isolated because there can be some remaining symptoms of individuals after the two-week period from symptom onset, there may be still a little mild cough. That does not necessarily mean that that person is infectious. They should still maintain appropriate respiratory or cough etiquette and hygiene, but is not cause for concern. The only cause for concern would be individuals who remain feverish after two weeks, of which they actually should obviously seek medical assistance. Nobody should be de-isolating if they remain feverish. And uh, the challenge obviously is that uh, persons can obviously be predisposed to other infections and uh, they may have secondary viral or bacterial infections after having a COVID-19 disease course and that uh, they should be seeking the appropriate medical assistance, uh, if that is true. It's not clear whether antibodies necessarily correlate with immunity and prevention of reinfection, although I, I do believe it is probable. Essentially, for certain cadres of our workforce, an immunity passport may be considered, especially if testing for antibodies against the SARS-CoV-2 virus would indicate immunity. So I'm thinking specifically amongst our essential services and healthcare professionals and healthcare workers in, in general. Having said that, for the community at large in South Africa, our current prevalence and community transmission is low. And we can expect that the vast majority of South Africans and people who reside in South Africa would be that they do not have any antibodies to the SARS-CoV-2 virus. So at this juncture, I don't think immunity passport to the, the public at large makes any sense. 
But certainly once your prevalence ramps up, it is something uh, to consider pending the evidence that uh, antibodies to SARS-CoV-2 do confer immunity. The symptoms can take several weeks uh, to settle. I mean, the experience, the global experience with this virus is really uh, only a, a few months. Anyone who has had COVID-19 should take it easy. They would be predisposed to secondary viral and secondary bacterial infections and essentially uh, they should be following up with an appropriate healthcare provider should their clinical condition or symptoms uh, deteriorate. This podcast was brought to you by Discovery. Stay informed, stay healthy.